This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right. Kim emailed us. She said, best guess for all of you, as things stand right now, what players currently on the Bruins roster do you not see being on the team for the 24-25 season through trades, UFA, being kept in the minors, etc.? Can I start? So there's one. There's, it. It, there's an obvious spot that I see they're going to lose one. Um, and that's on defense. So this probably will happen in the form of a trade. Um, but if, if, you know, if Sweeney decides to keep all his defensemen wants to keep that depth strong, you know, maybe they won't trade Grizzly, but there's a chance Grizzly is one of the, it's not a huge contract, but it's one of the bigger contracts in terms of unrestricted free agents that the Bruins have on the books right now. And, you know, a lot of people would argue you don't want to lose him for nothing. So you might want to package him in a deal in case he leaves anyway, um, like how Clifton left at the end of the season last year. But um, so there's that temptation to trade him and a three point, I think six or seven million dollar contract. Scott, correct me if I'm wrong um, at the deadline so that you don't like lose him for nothing, essentially. But there's also a pro to keeping him, which would be to keep the depth um, and to keep, you know, him who plays well with McAvoy and, and you can put him with Carlo, like to have that as an option. But either way, when he hits free agency, uh, I, him, it's him and Shattenkirk on defense that are unrestricted free agents coming up this season. I feel like one of them is probably gone. And, and Derek Forbert. And Derek really? Forbert. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Technically, it's funny. Cause when I pulled up the, the list, he doesn't show up there cause he's on IR right now, but yes, you're right. One of those three is probably not here come the start of next season. Yeah. So yeah, the Bruins have six players as of right now hitting unrestricted free agency. Bridget mentioned the three in defense, Grizzly, Shattenkirk, Forbert. And then up front, Jake DeBrus, James Van Riemsdyk, Danton Heinen. Uh, restricted free agents, Jeremy Swayman obviously tops the list, but also Oscar Steen, Jesper Boquist, Parker Wotherspoon, and if you wanted to count Ian Mitchell down Providence. Um, I... Kind of, I actually see the most turnover coming on defense. I could honestly see them letting all three of those defensemen walk. Grizzly, Shattenkirk, Forbert, and use it as an opportunity with the money to spend to kind of reconfigure what your third pairing looks like. Um, because I, I think they'd... I, I understand like this player might... This ideal player might not exist, but it's almost like they'd like to combine a little bit of all those guys like Grizzly. They like his mobility, but obviously he is undersized and we've seen him break down late in seasons and in the playoffs Forbert, They like his size penalty killing, but probably wish he had a little more offense in his game. Shattenkirk. I think they like his veteran leadership and he is playing better now, but 
we've heard it directly from Jim Montgomery. There's been times where he wasn't playing fast enough. So I could actually see a scenario where they let all of those guys go. You know, if there are players in free agency that they want to target and try to kind of reimagine what their back end looks like up front, I could actually see them keeping all of DeBrus Van Riemsdyk Heinen. I think Van Riemsdyk and Heinen could probably come back pretty cheap, one or two year deal. Van Riemsdyk probably owed a little bit of a raise over $1 million with the season he's had. I know we have another question for DeBrus, so I'll save my full thoughts on him for that, but I don't think he's in line for as big of a contract as we might have thought going into this season. Part two of Kim's question is Swayman and Allmark are obviously great friends, but based on Swayman's comments this week, I think he is done sharing the net and wants to be the main guy. Do you think that will be one of his demands in a new contract? Do you feel at this point that Allmark knows that if they sign Swayman, that he's gone through a trade in the offseason? So that leads into my answer to the original question. Um, just for the sake of hot takes, I'll say – Allmark is not on this team in 24, 25, not necessarily for the reasons that are outlined in the second part of her question, not because Swayman demands it in a contract, not necessarily. Um, but he does have a modified uh, no trade clause or, or something like that. Uh, next season, it's a 15 team, no trade list that he has. So, you know, that's, um, yeah, obviously. So there's 15 teams. So it's just over half the league that he'd be willing to go to. Um, so it would have to be the right situation. and It would be tough to finagle. A lot would have to go right um, for the Bruins to want to move him if or move him successfully if they wanted to. Um, but it's possible. And so for the sake of this question, um, I could see the Bruins wanting to to have that cap space. Um and and yeah, maybe all marks not here next year. My answer to this question is that uh, first of all, when you when you talk about it being like a stipulation in his contract when he signs one, I, I just don't see that being a thing. Like I don't think he first of all has the ability to like do that. Uh, I I'm, I'm sure plenty of goalies in in or in around the league that are veterans have you know put that in, but you can't make a team. You can't make a decision for the team on what your backup goalie situation is like that is up to the team to decide how they want to handle that situation. And also with the unique relationship, I don't think you'd be like, I want all Mark to specifically play fewer games than me, or I want him gone. Um, because I think they would be pretty devastated if they weren't uh, around each other. So um, it's to me, I, I don't think the contract could or would be like that. Um, and so if all Mark's not here, it's for different reasons. Uh, basically like, like Brian said. Yeah. That Swayman has some leverage. He certainly does not have enough leverage to demand that he's, you know, the easy, clear number one starter, like to Bridges point like you just can't, you can't really write something like that into a contract. Um, Allmark, whether or not he gets moved, really depends on what Swayman's number comes in at. Because if you get Swayman for something around Allmark's salary, which is $5 million, or maybe a little more than that, having 10 or $10.5 million tied up in the goaltending position with the cap going up 
is not actually that crazy. Like you could probably make that work. If Swayman ends up at seven million, now you're talking about twelve million, and that gets a little dicier. And now you really have to consider your options and and understand that you know Almark's going into the final year of his contract. So if you are ever going to get anything for him, then it would either have to be an in-season trade this year or an off-season trade this summer. I don't think he's going anywhere this season because they're clearly the biggest strength of the team is goaltending. So I don't think they're trading away from that. I don't know if they feel like Brandon Bussey is 100% ready. Right now he has had a little bit of a down year in Providence. Um, and but we didn't the... get to see him at all when he got called up. So we yeah. played all five games so far. And then now he's already back down. So, yeah. So this summer, though, that certainly becomes a conversation, especially if Swayman's number gets pushed, you know, a little higher than maybe the, the Bruins would be hoping to go. On this topic, we'll just jump down to Terry on Twitter, who said, should Jim Montgomery go 50-50 with the goalies in the playoffs this time? And part two, what would be a fair contract for Swayman term and AEV? Um, We're going to have to start going rapid fire answers here because I'm on a 23% battery. So let's, let's hit it guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what's, Bridget, the, what's the contract? What should the contract look like? Bridget has a remarkable habit of forgetting her charger. Uh, I have left my charger ranks. in every rank in the country at this point. Uh, it's at Harvard currently. So it, if you, if you found a computer charger at a rink somewhere around new England, there's a decent Fine. chance it's Bridget. Just send it back. Please let us know. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, I, I'm on the record as, being for a goalie rotation in the playoffs this year. I think the Bruins are also much more open to it. As I've said all along, though, that's if both guys are playing really well down the stretch and you've been rotating goalies down the stretch. If it's a situation where, say, Swayman is outperforming Allmark and starting three out of every four games or something, then ride Swayman and give him the series. Like, I'm, I just, my approach would just be, Go with whatever is working at the time that the playoffs start. And we've had this conversation so many, like we, and we will again. I mean, we, we will, will again, again. Pro- probably like once, once or twice a month. Usually <laughs> um, it comes back up for whatever reason. So what about a fair contract for Swayman? So I was trying to look at some comparables and it's, it's interesting when you go through goalie salaries, like there's some true workhorses at the high end that are like, eight and a half to like 10 and a half million. And then it's, there's almost like a drop where there's like no one between like six and eight and a half. It's weird. There's like this very top tier. And then there's like no second tier. And then there's a bunch of goalies in like the five to $6 million range. And I kind of think that's where Swayman might be because he has not had that number one workhorse load that those goalies up in the eight, nine, 10 million range have had. He has not won a Vezina like some of those guys have. He's not gone on a deep playoff run like some of those goalies have. So I I think he's going to be closer to, I'm going to say $6 million maybe is where it ends up for five or six years. So just to keep it nice and round, I'll say five years, $6 million a year, $30 million total. Real, real quick, um, on on the the goalie platoon thing, if both goalies were playing really well, it's interesting because a lot of people want the Bruins to rotate, and the Bruins would want to rotate. 
But I bet you if you gave Swayman and Allmark truth serum, they would not want to rotate. They'd probably both want the net for the playoffs. But um, anyway, um, I was I was laughing a minute ago, not because of you, Scott. I was looking at, at our mailbag, and um, Don Zweeney on Twitter, I read his question, and at the very end he said, you can just call me Don if you want, LOL. So... <laughs> Not gonna, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Yeah, it's too great of a Twitter handle. Yeah, yeah. no. Sorry. Get out. Get out of here, Don. All right, Don's weenie. Is the <laughs> Bruins? I'm just kidding, Don. Is the Bruins penalty differential a concern? Thirtieth overall, way behind any other high end teams. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? Is that a concern? Yes, absolutely. They've taken way too many penalties this year, and they've talked about it. And you know, I think er- earlier in the season it felt like maybe a little bit of product of like bad luck or bad calls. And I, I feel like Montgomery even kind of alluded to that a couple of times, like, well, it just seems like we're not getting as many calls for us as against us. But when it continues now more than halfway through the season, no, it's, it's a you problem. Like I'm sorry. I would love to feed the Bruins conspiracy theorists out there and tell you the, the whole league's lined up against you. Guess what? They're not. You're you're one of the best markets for TV. The, the NHL loves when the Bruins are good. So uh, you it's and not Jack a conspiracy. Are, you it's and, you and Jack are gonna have to fight over this one um, <laughs> on level nine because I think he would make a strong strong argument against you. Uh, like he is so convinced of this narrative that that they're getting. You know, <laughs> that, that it's it's because they're Boston that they're getting the penalties. I mean, I mean the, the NHL absolutely wants, you know, they, they want the, they want the expansion teams to do well for, for growing the, the league. But when it comes down to ratings, there's no, there's no argument. The NHL wants, you know, if they, if they had it their way, they'd want the original six and yeah. then every single yeah, year. Boston they, they Toronto want- series would have made a lot of money last season. Yeah, they want a Bruins Rangers conference finals, is what they yes. want. Yes. Yes. Um, now, Don also says maybe the refs hold back come playoff time, so it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I, I haven't personally, I the officiating, the whistles don't go away in the playoffs nowadays like they used to. Um, it, maybe, maybe in a game seven situation, they'll put them away or an overtime situation, but the, 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 the officiating is pretty tough um, playoffs and regular season. Uh, all right. So, Matthew says, question for the mailbag. How do you handle DeBrusque in a walk year and what would be the deadline, not the actual trade deadline, to make a decision on DeBrusque? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices... Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I mean, the actual deadline is July 1st when he would hit unrestricted free agency. I don't really think there is one before then. Like, 
you know, you, I don't think you have to trade, you know, it's not like if, uh, if we're not going to re-sign him, we have to trade him before the trade deadline. So we get something for him. Like, no, you're trying to win a Stanley cup. So if you, if it helps you like think about this mentally, consider him a rental. If you think, um, you know, you might lose him in the, in the summer, but I, I think for the Bruins, like you can take this pretty much to the wire and see, see what he's looking for. Like maybe he is willing to take a little less because he knows he didn't produce this season the way he wanted to. Um, he has said he likes Boston and wants to remain a Bruin, which I know people don't really believe because previously he requested a trade. But if that's true, like maybe he wants to stay and he just wants to work something out. Or if he wants more than you're comfortable going to, then you can let him test the market and see what happens. Like it's not, it's not the end of the world, but yeah, that, that'd be my answer. The only real deadline is the actual deadline, which is July 1st. Yeah, I think I think maybe she was, um, or Matt. I'm sorry, Matt was maybe alluding to like getting value while he's still an asset, like trading this year. But yeah, I mean, objectively, you're right, Scott. But as far as like, yeah, I don't know. It's a t- it's a tough situation. I, I I don't think they're getting rid of him anyway this year, regardless. So it's it's kind of a, I think it's a moot point. The only situation I would say where I would be okay with trading him, and we've talked about this, is you're getting a clear upgrade in return. Like you're whether it's all in the same trade or two separate ones, you're moving him and his salary out. So you can bring in a clear upgrade in your top six. Like if that happens, fine, all for it. But otherwise, like you don't have to trade him just to try to get value. Right. Okay. Final question. Thank you to everybody who's asked so far. Liz says, if Sweeney decides to be, So I want to get to the most important thing that Liz said first, which was that she enjoyed my broadcast yesterday. Well, of I, I course. Was gonna, we're going to get to that. We're going to get no, to like, that. My laptop dies first, guys. <laughs> this is like a 10 minutes left. So like... <laughs> Okay. Uh, yes. she Bridget did a phenomenal job with the Beanpot coverage and will continue to do so. Um, I, I, I most enjoyed your call of BU beating BC in a shootout. Yes. That, was, that was my favorite part. Yeah, I, I thought that might be your favorite part. And maybe we'll have another one of those uh, in the championship game uh, next Tuesday. Um, okay, so I think Liz may have had a type. If, if Sweeney decides to be a player, I, I would imagine she says if, if Sweeney decides to trade a player at the trade deadline. Can you see? No, no, no. I, I, think, I think she just means like be active at the trade deadline. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Thank you. If Sweeney decides to be active at the trade deadline, can you see him dealing any of the rookies, Patra, Lori, Beecher, or AHL guys, Merkulov, Lysel, in a package deal to land a big name for the playoffs. I'm sure plenty of teams would jump at the chance, but do you see him gambling away the team's future to do this? Uh, I don't rule anything out, but I also don't, I certainly don't think he wants to do that. Uh, it's also worth noting that the Bruins are right up against the cap and almost any significant addition is also going to have to involve money going out. And those are all small salaries. So you're, you're talking about someone else on the active roster probably has to go out as well. Um, You know, just to quickly touch on second part of her question, any chance when he leaves the roster as is to see what he has and then decide over the summer. Uh, 
I here's what I think is going to happen at the deadline. I think it's going to be a relatively smaller deal. I don't think there's going to be a huge impact trade um, because of their cap situation, just because of the tough spot that they're in. Um, but I do think they'll try to do something because you have a team that's in first place right now and you want to at least show the guys in that room that we're doing something. We believe in you and we are adding. Bridget, give us your final thoughts with your, your 6% left. Yeah, I'm I'm getting kicked here. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I wasn't even paying attention because I was trying to make sure my laptop didn't die. This is my final thoughts are I, pr- I probably um, shouldn't leave my laptop charger uh, at drinks anymore. Um, I need Ange to tell me, Bridget, do you have your laptop charger? Yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. Hopefully there's an, a Best Buy near you. Um, I ordered something on Amazon. Like, Oh, did you? Today. Yeah. Um, I think the last part was asking about um, Potra, Carlo, and Forbert's injury timeline. 4%, bro. Come on. You guys, I, well, I, I think you guys, well, hey, look, we can't. That's not our fault. You should don't be right, yeah. your charger. I can I think, leave. Then. I can leave. I think we. Uh, I think we. I think you guys answered that though off the top. So I think we're. I think we're good. Um. All right. Now she's down to three percent, and we're gonna oh. drag this out till she's one percent, and then she's gone. <laughs> Scott. It. Scott. I hope. Uh, <laughs> I hope you can save this recording. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> All right. Well, on behalf of Bridget, myself, and Scott. Yeah. If you, if you guys are actually listening to this episode, then we figured it out. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you very soon.